Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. What's up, Confluencers? How in the world are you? How are you holding up? Let me ask you another question. Have you given yourself a pat on the back today? If you haven't, stop. Stop what you're doing and give yourself a pat on the back. You woke up today in good health. You have a roof over your head, clothing on your back, food in the fridge. I'm pretty sure your refrigerator and pantry looks just like mine. It is filled to capacity. You have options. Smile. Smile, y'all. Could it be worse? Yeah. Could it be better? Sure. Can it be changed? No. And so, because it can't be changed, we have to learn to be in this moment and give ourselves some credit. Give ourselves some credit. It's officially the first week of our quarantine. And honey, 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 I know that parents are like, y'all, when is school opening? And some of us are missing work and co-workers. It's been different. It has been different. The roads are lighter. Stores are closed. Church has been canceled. Weddings and events are postponed. And it has definitely shifted our lifestyle. But... But one thing remains the same. Life, life still has to go on. And all because things have been changed or canceled, it allow us to sit down and smell the roses. We have things that we really don't enjoy, clothes that we really don't wear, food that we throw out because we're on to the next thing. But let me tell you what, has not been canceled. Conversations, relationships, love, connecting, a good R&B song, reading, Lord, reading, self-care and hope. Lord, never let your hope be canceled. That's the good, simple stuff in life. The things that make our hearts smile. Maybe, just maybe, just maybe, You will find what makes you happy while we are being quarantined and get back to those things that matter. People matter. Listening to the rain falling on my window pane, it matters. It matters. I found some solace and some peace along with a great contractor this week. I got my floors done since I ain't got nothing but time. And I am loving my look. I've already loved my home, but it just took my home to a new level. But for some, times such as this aren't peaceful. They're stressful. And stress leads to anxiety. And that's why I had to call in an expert to talk about how to deal with anxiety during 
a tough time during a rough time. And if you don't unplug, every time you get on social media, it will send your wings into a tailspin. That's why I had to call my girl. She's no stranger to Confluence the Lifestyle. She's been a guest before. And matter of fact, her podcast, her first podcast that she did with me is still trending. Come on. <laughs> Ladies of Confluence. Without further ado, please welcome Stephanie Davis, licensed professional counselor. Well, hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm great. Blessed to be here. Ain't we blessed to be here? Thank you, Lord, for letting us see another day. Yeah, in the midst of it all, like literally in the midst in of the storm. In the midst of it all. We all going to have something to shout about. He okay. We, we all going to have a good old hallelujah <laughs> shout. Like, it could have been me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yes. Welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. You know, I have to have my therapist on. So we know what's going on in the world, but before we jump in, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Okay, well, happy Saturday, everybody. Uh, what day we're airing? Good day for everyone. My name is Stephanie Davis. I am a licensed professional counselor and a self care coach. I specialize in working with youth and their families to restore balance um, and mental health and just improvement in lifestyles in general. And that's why I brought you on here, because I don't think we're thinking healthy right now. I think we're thinking panic. Go right. to the stores. And we want to be pre prepared yes. or prepared or panic. Stores <laughs> empty. Stores have to close. It looks like the Armageddon. The right. apocalypse all happened yes. in like one day when you go to stores. Yeah, and we talk about Y2K and and how it kind of has that same feel to it. This need of uh, chaos and anxiety, and some people are having like PTSD syndrome, fears. Like, just it's a lot of it's aggression in some spaces. Too, I'm, I'm noticing. Yes, yes. When you fear like you're not gonna get it, or if you fear like that's the last one, right. you know. And yeah, let's just talk about it. Why do you think the anxiety is so high at such a time as this? Um, I think this this society in general has a high level of anxiety. Like I noticed that that's really what I. I treat a lot of people for anxiety and even with um, self-care coaching, even though we don't do a diagnosis, uh, you, you get a lot of people who aren't taking care of themselves or people who are just so burnt out, just trying to do life that, that there is high anxiety, this fear of being worried, this fear of things being out of control, um, this fear of not meeting the mark. 
And so I think it's transferring itself into this incident as well, things being out of control, worrying, making sure that their their families are prepared, wondering what people are going to do at work or how they're going to handle work. Um, and then also I think that not only is that like an internal thing, specifically for us who have experienced kind of some, I won't say traumatic, but trauma-induced events like Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Katrina, just this recent flooding a few months ago that wasn't even supposed to happen. So there's already a peak there when any type of, when anything happens, especially in Houston. It's like, well, let's get prepared. I think social media has a lot to do with the overflow mm-hmm. of it because you're constantly inundated with that same you like update every three seconds the teasers talking about corona social media is talking about corona the media is talking about corona every news outlet so when you're closed in and that's really all you see mentally you're not getting enough fresh Mm. air fresh air i like that so for the person that's listening what's a good exercise for fresh air because you know some people say fresh air is is social media reading and scrolling and trolling so explain a good example of fresh air so fresh air so in the the natural sense or physical sense fresh air is something that we should be doing anyway getting outside it's pretty nice the weather's pretty good here getting outside even if it's just sitting outside on your patio kind of just taking a moment uh, practicing some mindfulness tips and what mindfulness is is just kind of in, in a short description allowing your thoughts to flow mm. allowing your, your senses to to relax on in your body and just paying attention to what's around you um, <clears throat> it could be the wind blowing it could be the flowers swaying back and forth and I know it sounds like real romantic but that's what you really want to do uh, give your, your mind the chance to break down those defenses and, and kind of romance your mind in, 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 in catering to that because we have so much in there. And so mindfulness allows you to clear that out and then you have a, a clarity and then you can process a little bit better. So going outside in nature, that's already a, a, a proven thing to reduce anxiety and depression. Um, but then also practicing the, the mindfulness for inside allows you to get fresh air mentally in your head. Um, That's good. Another That's thing good. That, yeah, another thing that I do with my clients is called five finger breathing, and kind of hard to explain, but pretty much it helps you regulate your breathing because anger, which I'm noticing a lot of people are are kind of going towards that. Like if you go in the stores, it goes from anxiety to panic anger and aggression like you have people fighting over the last gallon of, of water you know um, and underneath that anger is really panic and fear and that anxiety and like you said the mindset of scarcity the mindset of worry so uh, breathing any deep breathing activity helps and then also for people who have anxiety we call it an anxiety ladder and so 10 is the highest between five, well, five is typically your marked area of anxiety where you can say, hey, I'm having, I'm 
legit experiencing anxiety. And then anything underneath that is kind of your mild anxiety, like butterflies in your stomach, maybe your palms are getting sweaty. But uh, one of the things is to talk your is self-talk. That that really helps you. And so I would encourage people who are who are kind of going through this anxiety phase or, or really like worrying or in panic mode, I would talk talk to myself and I know it seems crazy, but what are you really in control of? Mm. And think about that. Cause that's gonna help you reduce that anxiety when you realize, okay, worst case scenario, this is reality, so this is what's happening. But a lot of anxiety comes because we worry about things that we control. control. That's it. You know, right, I I, right. I I sometimes have to even myself as a degree counselor talk myself off the edge. And I'm like, how did I get up here? I got I went to the mountaintop on my own. How? My thoughts, my mindset took me farther than I was willing to go. If that makes any sense to you. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I go in the store and I'm grabbing and grabbing. Like, why do I have 80 canned goods? I don't even cook this much. Why do I, you know what I mean? Or why, like right. somebody asked me the other day, um, I, I need to go, well, they stated, I need to go get by seven cases of water. I said, don't your refrigerator have a water thing on the front? And it was just like, they were like, oh yeah, don't your refrigerator make ice uh, on, on the daily? Well, you got ice water at right. the end of the day. So remember, that's true. And so remember with anxiety, that's worry, fear, and loss of control. Those are your three elements that typically create anxiety. Mm. So with everything kind of being thrusted down our throats, you have to place boundaries to say, and even even I talk about the different types of boundaries. So there's time, value, uh, emotional bandwidth. How much have you consumed? I mean, just this week to the point where it's draining. At that at this point, um, I would start establishing boundaries because you've been given enough information to prepare yourself. Mm. That's what preparedness over panicking so when you start getting oversaturated with information that anxiety level is shooting up because you went from okay i got what i needed to know to panic because everything keeps coming at you you're learning about more more death tolls more cases i mean the floodgates have opened the floodgates okay of the flood, okay. Right. Another case in Houston. The Disney World shut down. Uh, uh Universal right. Studios. Now Slitterbun. NBA Council. Like when I say the flood. Right. And, and, exactly. And, and so you're you're soaking all that in, but if you you actually sat down and reeled it in, like you were talking about the cases of water, and like you were talking about. And not to, you know, dilute people, but think about how we work with our kids at school, how you have them think through different scenarios, and you literally have to scaffold. And that's the same thing with anxiety. You have to ground yourself, either that's a breathing technique, um, which I use the five-finger breathing, which is really helpful, um, or you can do grounding where you, you, you 
count down through your senses and and reorient yourself because you can go up the anxiety ladder. like extremely quickly and before you know it you're already at a 10 and then you're like okay what just happened here can you hear me mm, yeah i can you, okay. you uh so the call, you go uh, up that anxiety ladder you're kind of wondering like what just happened here and so you have to talk yourself now from that space so one of the big things with that is what are you in control of And asking yourself that question. Do you think that it will be a huge population of people that suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder because of this? Um, well, there's a such thing as natural traumas. You can't really like predict that. But, you know, based on the criteria for for uh, PTSD, I mean, the, the diagnosis of PTSD, I don't necessarily think that there will be large cases of PTSD, but I do think there is a high number of anxiety. Um, you, most people who have PTSD for natural causes would typically be I would think maybe the people in Italy would, would have more of some PTSD symptoms because their their whole country is on lockdown. You know, they can't get out. They're, well, one of the good things I did see was that they were singing out their windows. And so everybody just chimed in. So that showed even in the midst of adversity that people were able to cope and bring hope to each other. Um, I know for us, just regionally, something like Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Harvey would definitely create some PTSD. Well, and the reason why I ask that is because what I do know about economics is that right now we can't see it, but give it about six months to a year. It's going to be not just companies having to file for bankruptcy, but I see, I foresee a lot because you're talking about the Dow crash. We're talking about companies that, you know, are losing. I read an article this morning from Black Enterprise, and it said the people that would be the hardest hit are those at the bottom of the totem pole as far as, you know, income-based people. People that, if they don't go to work, they don't get paid. Right, like us. For instance, <laughs> teachers' aides. Well, I do. You know, like, if I, I hate that my check is escrow you know yeah. my the company they they escrow so for me i'm still gonna get paid but like me because with you, private you practice i don't get paid you know and mm -hmm. i've already kind of moved ah. to the parts of, of you know working at home or you know just kind of like the old saying making ends meet and, and making it work now i think if we move from that space to the coronavirus because to be honest and even looking at the stats, more people have died from influenza than the coronavirus at this point, you know. And so we're still kind of in the the thick of it, right? So I think if you mm -hmm. move the first in that part. space where we talk about financial trauma, yeah. Because people have been here before. People have been to a place where they've, they've lost everything. 
but it wasn't necessarily because of a virus. But like I said, if you go back to Hurricane Katrina and then people moving from New Orleans to here, the Hurricane Harvey hit, then you lose. So I think you could see a lot of PTSD with the financial reckoning of it. I don't even think it's the the um, the virus itself, but the repercussion is what you you re- get. That. I'm talking about the repercussion, yeah. yeah, more so than anything. You'll definitely Again, see that yeah, yeah. because I- people, you know, and they'll say, "I've lost everything. You, now I'm losing it again." because of the economy so i mean you that will fall on the economic or financial trauma yeah i definitely could see that more so than them being affected by the virus yeah definitely definitely what are some great coping strategies you think that as people as we navigate because the waters are murky you're right this is this is fresh but truth be told you know, I remember hearing about coronavirus at the beginning of 2020 when I was in Las Vegas, but I thought nothing of it. Like, oh, okay, you know, that I remember watching the news and, you know, they were saying it was a virus in China. You're like, oh, that is, woo! Like, you know, Bob, oh, Lord, I've flown across the other side of the world. It's like at least 12 hours by flight going at least 500 miles an hour. So you're thinking, oh, okay, that's China. Uh, yeah. Now, we're talking about literally right at our front door. So what are some great coping strategies to help people, like, figure this thing out? That's the best way I can say. Just figure it out. I think for one, um, reel yourself back in. So it's two types of thoughts. There are organic thoughts like, hey, I need to be prepared. I need to get X, Y, Z. Um, and so those are more like survival or, or facts. And then manufactured thoughts are the opinions. And that's what is creating a more so a frenzy. Get what you need. And so the biggest question is, what do I need to do to be safe? Ask yourself those questions. So the first thing is kind of reel yourself in, right? This is happening whether we like it or not. So let's stay in reality. Um, and then work in facts. What do you need? Ask yourself those questions. What do I need to be safe? What do I need for my family to be okay within these, these parameters? We can't control what's happening in China. We can't control what's happening in Italy unless you have a a position of power or, you know, are involved in some type of politics, focus on what you can operate within the realm that you're in. So like you said, for small business owners, what can I do to secure my practices? What can I do to make sure that we're not taking as much as a financial hit? So I think try to take your emotion out of it. Because that's what gets people all worked up. Try to take your emotion out of mm. it and go back to facts. Have Do I have vitamins? Do I have medication on hand? Do I have enough water? Just like you mentioned, does my um, refrigerator make water? Do I have a water filter at home? So if all the water is gone at the store, what resources do I have readily available to me? Because that helps you reduce that anxiety because now you're focusing on what you can be in control of. And so remember what we said about anxiety, 
that's that fear of losing control or not having control. But in actuality, you do have control. So let's let's look at what you can be responsible for with, with what you have. Mm. So that's that's the first step. And that, that way that takes the stress out of that too. Because stress, then then panic, then anxiety, like that all it, it starts off just small, then it gradually increases. And I'm like, I can't get stressed out behind Corona. Like, because here's the thing. They say, the doctors say, that this is a strand that is not ever been known to man. Right. right? So this is something totally new. And I know if they are stressing, mm -mm. but at the end of the day, I know I serve a saying right. that and is so, constant in an ever changing And you're world. right. And so that's another thing. Even if you focus on on the, the, the fact of the matter, stress and anxiety, if you already have health problems and they're telling you that stress is just going to create more. So, you know, and that breaks down your immune system. Your, your ultimate goal with all this is to be safe. So that goes back to asking that question, what do I need to do to be safe? Obviously, I know that if I'm not healthy, all the healthiest already, and I know that I have heart problems, so stressing is not going to help me. That's going to make me more susceptible to the virus. I think when you calm down and ground yourself, and you actually have those conversations with yourself, or your therapist, or your doctor, or uh, any person of a resource that can help you kind of think through that, uh, more beneficial because you're thinking logically and not emotionally. And so anxiety causes mm -hmm. us to create manufactured thoughts. And I like to call that the snowball. So you start off small with your organic thoughts, like, oh my gosh, this is an epidemic, this is happening. What do I need to do? Okay, that, that's where you started, which was great. Um, or on the flip side, because everybody is different, maybe you started with the snowball, but then after a while, you just kind of, kind of the window down to the basics. But either way, you, you end up with the same question. Where do I need to do to be prepared? So before we already get in this big old snowball, that question is going to always be there. And that's when any type of anxiety, what do I need to do to feel safe? What do I need to do to regain control of what I am responsible for? So those two questions will, will help you kind of reorient yourself. And I think that people need to realize that fear is like an um, immediate response. You know what I mean? And so if you even work out of fear or move out of fear, you know what I mean? Like, not to tell, like, you know, the kind of dudes that I used to date back in the day, like, you know, thank you, Lord. <laughs> but I remember, you know, one of the guys I dated, I was like, I was scared. And, and he said, scared money don't make money. And I just took money off of that. Like, scared thoughts don't give positive attributes. You know, anything you fear and being scared, it stifles you and it literally stops you in the tracks. Like, hey, stop. You know, it paralyzes you. Right. And that way you can't even shift that mindset either. And and that's true. And, and, and honestly, that's a good way to look at it. Just like they say, fear and faith can't reside in the same place. So it's like either you're going to believe. I mean, like we, you know, we believe in God. 
But for people who don't, at some point, either you're going to have faith in yourself that you have the the wherewithal to, to, I mean, the game is to survive at this point or, you know, be healthy. So either you're going to believe in yourself, Christ, your your um, medical practitioners and, and what's happening or you're going to be in fear. So what happens when you're in fear? What? And even if you want to talk about that, what do you, is it realistic that you're going to stay inside of your house, you know, a whole month? And if that happens, what are you going to do? I mean, <laughs> you're going to go crazy. I can't say no, like one month straight without resurfacing. Like, yeah, like, ooh. Right. And, and but like, that's what, I'm going to give me some fresh air. Right, and that's the thing. I so I mean, you gonna you, die of something too. It's impossible you know, to I live in fear. So at some point, you have impossible. to just prepare yourself. You, it's not realistic. And having those conversations with yourself, or once again with other people, to to say, hey, look, you know, it's just not realistic. Even if you did have enough food, or if you did have, you know, you had everything that you needed that's not healthy to be inside that long, like away from people, away from civilization. That creates a whole nother issue. Mm, mm. Issues on top of issues. Right. On top of issues. I think the healthiest thing is to just, you know, prepare, like we talked about at the beginning, prepare over panic. Making sure you have what you need, making sure that you're safe, Really, you know, even if it's with like my daughter's at work, let's let's devise a plan. Okay, you know that you're gonna be around people. Make sure that you following the basic things that everybody should have been following anyway. So I mean, that's a personal, you know, heart. Like this is something that these are things that you should have followed anyway. Washing your hands. You know, just going back to basic things, teaching a proper way to wash hands, making sure you have hand sanitizer. Also thinking outside the box, if the hand sanitizer is gone, there's ways to make hand sanitizer. There's also different resources that you can have. Vinegar is a good cleaner. Uh, Peroxide is a good astringent. If you have bleach at home and, you know, just exploring different options also helps you reduce anxiety and, and thinking outside of your thoughts because sometimes we can get lost in our head that's why that fresh air is so important kind of just breathe it out and then let, let's start with the plan here wow yeah and like and, and you know what go back to some of those old school ways like a good book will help you good conversation with some good friends if you can't go to happy hour host one at your home those that are well that can come you know right, that right. you know coronavirus free but i just did an interview with the doctor and she said it actually can take 14 days for it to rear its ugly head so you don't you can have it and don't know because the uh symptoms sometimes don't show up until right. 14 days but, you know, if you're well and feeling good and you're not, you know, runny nose and bloody eyes and, you know, all of those other things and hard to breathe, then, hey, you might have to host something at your home. You know, right. um, take a, like you say, go outside, get some fresh air. I am in the process of gardening. I have found a new love 
of gardening um, since my grandmother passed away. She used to love to garden. And I used to be like, why is she out there pulling weeds and, you know, uh, making sure the bushes are pretty? A, I know why now. I understand it better by and by. Yeah. It's so much peace. Yeah. It's, it, the it piece, is like it's very therapeutic and that's one of it's, the things uh, yes. we talk about with self-care like doing hobbies doing spending more time in nature doing things that that you enjoy doing and, and that's one of the greatest places to practice mindfulness because you're not thinking about anything your mind isn't rushing it's relaxed it's you know grounded you're, you have your fingers in the dirt um and you're just there in that moment and that's such a beautiful thing to to be able to do that because we don't get to do that often in life we're like on robotic time schedules so in a, in a positive light this has really allowed us some time to disconnect to recharge if that makes any sense but it makes a lot of sense you hit it on the nail i i told Somebody, I say, watch the marriage is gonna work out, and watch <laughs> some children gonna be happy because they their parents were able to be at home and spend one on one time. Just watch, you know, all things work together for the good. Right, I, and I believe all that. Things. I believe that. I believe that. You know, yes. And, and I had you, posted you turn anything around. Mm -hmm, that's true. And I had posted some tips, you know, because people were like, "Well, what are we gonna do?" You know, with the kids at home. Remember, we had coloring books, we had games night, we had games or game night, like you were saying. We played goldfish with Granny, um, Pity Pet, like connect the dots, yeah, uh, the connect. Why I said, like, <laughs> yes, 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 ride a bike. Um, I mean, it, it is so much that, but you know what? We've gotten away from it, and you know, I like I said, all things work together for the good, and. You know, sometimes you need to remember what's important. Right, right. And who is important in your life? You know, because it ain't always running to the mall to walk around to see what we can buy next. Or, you know, like we really have lost our priorities yeah. in life. And sometimes you just need a good check-in. You know, some we've had a lot of check-ins of nature checking <laughs> in Houston. But now we're being checked as a globe. Right, right. And, and, it's the, yeah, and, and yeah. you're right and so now it's scaling us down once again to focus on what are we responsible for what can we be in control of in our space and that goes back to starting with ourselves making sure we're in a good place I'm always big especially with busy moms talking about self-care we go over the five different areas of self-care because you could be stellar in one of them which I find professionally we're, we, we're doing well like we got it going on um, but then there might be areas, so there's emotional, there's physical self-care. And so it's really about creating a balance in those five areas of self-care. Now we can focus on our things, those things because we're giving energy to our family. So then we focus on ourselves. Then we focus on our family. Then we focus on our neighborhood. Then we focus on our community. So just once again, figuring out how we can operate in the midst of those things. And when you are working within, this is another thing that when we're talking about reducing anxiety or, or the symptoms of PTSD, when you are working within your element, um, you don't think about any of that. You, you don't think about what's happening with the coronavirus, virus, like even when you say you're gardening, your mind is not focused on that because 
you're 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 giving you're giving back to the earth which means that you're replenishing in other ways and this is a good time to do that if you want to look at it in a positive way girl i'm trying to plant an avocado tree okay so and that take a lot of work and I got some exotic things too. So I'm doing orchids and avocado trees, right? I don't ask me how, I don't know. But it takes a lot of work. And like you said, I've been so consumed. People call and I'm like, I really don't want to talk because I'm trying to get my babies to grow. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I just it just takes my mind off of, you know, what I have going on with internally. And like sometimes our mind is the heaviest thing that we can really carry you know what I mean like it's so limiting sometimes right. it can be so detrimental at times and so like you're right I'm out there and I'm toiling in that dirt and you know I'm just I'm going and I'm just sometimes I'm crying getting that cry mm -hmm. out you know because people think I'm okay Steph people think I'm okay <laughs> but it's only been four months since I buried my grandmother yeah and, and that's the connection to I'm earth crying, and, and, and rebirthing in so many ways so that's healing in there. Oh, I like that. I never thought about that. Rebirth. Yes. Yeah, I'm saying like there's definitely healing in that. And and I always talk about that with dealing with grief, nature and being next to water. Like everybody has a healing spot. Some people are more ground people. Some people are more like it's the same as like putting your toes in the sand. Some people, they say, I remember my dad used to tell me this like when he passed away and that became a healing spot for me. He used to tell us like growing up is like the the water at the beach or really the sand has the power to heal, you know, and it even heals broken hearts. And I just remember him telling Come me on, that. Daddy. So when he passed is that why when I got divorced, I went to the beach and baby, I let it go. Yeah. Right and, and, right it, and it's just so therapeutic. And so even in times like these, when you have good weather, sometimes, you know, people worried about their hair, but it is such a beautiful thing to just stand out in the rain sometimes. Or if you sit not in the rain or even just listen to the rain drops, think about how natural it is when, you know, kids used to play in the rain or when we used to play in the rain. And it was like, we was trying to run out there. Mhm, <laughs> mhm. Mm mm -hmm. The simple things in life. Yeah. Get back to the simplicity. So I definitely think well, that'll help reduce that anxiety. You know, just going back to basics. When you feeling that overwhelming feeling, allowing yourself to reconnect, allowing yourself to kind of reprocess. And and like you talked about, the brain. The brain is is a powerful organ, but it's just like when you exercise on a regular basis. You're, you're working to fix or repair or reshape physically, your brain, you have to do the same thing because after a while, like when you talked about trauma and anxiety, those things are embedded in our brain. It's programmed. It's already, um, it's already a, a switch there that says, oh gosh, something's happening. Let me uh, get it together. So we're already at a 10. So if, if all of Houston is at a 10 about to run you over to go get some water or, you know, cuss you out because they thought uh, they were in line first. In the store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you going to walk out the store with water and a black eye. Well, I be damn. Like, right. well, um, I was not expecting to fight 
up in the grocery store today. Yeah, and so that just kind of makes you think about people's mindsets. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> Girl, you know, I know, you know, we talked about social media, but you know, I, I like you say, you gotta unplug. But when I saw that video, like, dang, they like squabbing, like, I use the word squabbing <laughs> since 1997, but like, they were squabbing right. over supplies, and it didn't, it, it makes me question everybody, like, how have you been keeping your home? You know, like you said, be prepared. Because when you stay ready, you don't have to right. get ready. So, like, people going out to buy bleach and wipes and, like, okay, maybe I need to go see a therapist because I have an overkill of that. Like, I, I'm obsessed with hair products and cleaning but right, but it, and, and, and so, like, if you so think about it, especially <laughs> with the fields that we're in, if you, if you have kids or you work around kids or you just work around people in general, or just the rule of thumb, like, you know that you're going to have to stock up and be prepared. Educators and people in the medical field, like, we good at that because we know we're going to always be around different types of people who come from different environments who don't need something. So it's like you always make sure that you have extra of everything, even if it's school supplies. You might send out a school supplies list, but when it's on sale, we, we have been programmed. When it's on sale, we know to get it. We know when the bargain's mm -hmm. going to be. 25 right. cents. So, so our lifestyles <laughs> have already taught us to be in excess, to be helpers, though. Not as hoarders, but our mindset is we know somebody going to need it. We think about um, little Jacoby, you know, he don't ever have no school supplies or you know, so you 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 start packing up stuff in general. Like I got a box of school supplies. I don't even teach no more, but I just see it and I'm like, okay, wet ones. And so I had all those things too, you know. And I would give them to a sincere, just for her to take to school tissue because you know that those seasons are coming. You know, flu season, and that's another thing. This is allergy season for a lot of people. So then you get this phobia mode like you you suddenly become a germaphobe because it's like oh my gosh this person sneezed well if corona had happened you know everybody and mama have allergies so that's another thing educating yourself will help you reduce a lot of that anxiety you know you kind of have to know what you're working with you can't just <laughs> so i know we are talking about the coronavirus but this is still confluence the lifestyle where confidence meets influence so tell me one thing that you are being confident and influencing others in the game oh yeah that's easy um self-care so <laughs> i really had to teach what i had to learn and i know people in society and social media glamorizing what uh, self-care is and it often makes people feel guilty to the point where they're not even doing the basic things to take care of themselves but what I find for I'll say for me personally is that self-care doesn't look the same for everybody and self-care is is just it's essential like it is it's a necessary and it's not operating out of guilt but it's just doing what it is, caring for yourself. That's a natural thing. And 
I had to remind myself of that because you get so consumed in in hard work and helping everybody else and they mama and they kids and da 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 that you get burnt out. So uh, one of the big things, like I was telling you, for this year for me is practicing self care, being intentional with where I'm going. I don't sign up for a lot of stuff. I don't overbook. You know, learning to be to be settled, learning how to be okay with uh, sitting. In, in the house that I pay mortgage for. Like, you know, I always have to be moving. Like, mm-hmm. some days, enjoy the, few, the fruits of your labor, you know? Um, so I had to pull back for that. And so for me, it's important to teach other people that. And we talked about the five areas of self-care. When I'm doing self-care coaching, you notice that people score higher in one area, and then there's an area that they lack. But the whole thing is to maintain balance or get balance in life just just in general and when you practice self-care a lot of that anxiety the depression these overwhelming feelings of you know not being good enough they're actually reduced when you practice the appropriate self-care that you need so I, I think it's important for us to have upheaval people of that especially at these times where you're definitely going to need to love on yourself a little bit more, think yourself a little bit more, mm. and get get some time to yourself. So, um, I I would suggest that everybody start doing that. Tell everybody where they can find you so they can get some self help coaching and a good therapist. So my uh, website is www.heartwork. It's H-E-A-R-T-W-O-R-K, trending, all one word, T-R-E-N-D-I-N-G.net. That's heartworktrending.net, and that'll give you access to email me, to find me on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, all of that. And so you can just click on the icon and we can definitely link up through whichever venue you want to. But if you just have any general questions about self-care, what areas you need to improve in, um, that's what the coaching is for. And then the therapy sessions, typically I work with anxiety, depression, and more crisis and trauma focus. But I can tell you which one would benefit you at the moment to help you. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show. You are welcome. I I enjoyed you. There you have it. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming on and sharing enlightenment and encouragement tips with the confluencers. You heard her say it. Prepare over panic. And the game is to survive. But she also reminded us to get fresh air. Stress breaks down your immune system. And with this virus, guys, we can't afford for stress to take us out. Literally, let's really adopt too blessed to be stressed. All right. I want to leave you with some tips as well while we are quarantined and locked down. One, check on all of your friends. Some of us say, check on your strong friends. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Check on all of your friends. 
the strong ones, the sensitive ones, the careless ones. Because listen, men are coming up out the grave, honey. They are coming out trying to get their boo for the two-week quarantine. Don't do it. Don't do it. But more importantly, the ones that are single and alone during this time of quarantine, check on all your friends, not just the strong ones. Two, get plenty of rest, but drink plenty of water. Water has healing properties and healing properties are needed to help sustain us during this time. Also, water will flush out those impurities in your body. Three, go on a nature walk every day. Let the wind blow through your hair and let the sun kiss your face gently. We got to get that vitamin D. Four, clean up. Clean up. Tackle a room a day from top to bottom. And if you're tired of the look, change the furniture around. Move some pictures around so it can look like a new space and a new place. But five, this is me today. I am working on plans of action. I've hired a social media coach. I've hired a branding coach. I am getting a new look and I cannot wait to launch it when this is all said and done. So get some work done. Get your vision board done, your business plan done, your portfolio done. Just put your hands to the grind. So you don't get idle in the mind. An idle mind is a devil's workshop. And that's it. And I'm sending you love and light your way so we can get through this. Well, that's it for me this week. I am off to transform a room. And I'm going to catch self-made, inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Walker, and listen to the birds chirp at my window as the rain falls on my wooden pane. Until then, be blessed and a blessing to others. Smooches, confluencers. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, click five stars, give your girl a review. Remember, reviews keep you relevant. See you next week. Stay in. Stay in. Wear a mask. Don't forget your gloves. <laughs>